Welcome to How to Pretend to Like Sports. I'm Monica Woodhams, former D1 cheerleader, well, just my first year in college, who is still game day obsessed. Even when friends joked I was just pretending to like sports, I mean, I guess the guy I liked at the time happened to be going to the game too. I've always loved the community and excitement that comes with going to games. And let's be real, I love picking out a game day outfit. Join me each week as I share current events, conversation starters, and Obvi discuss the latest outfits that the F1 girlfriends are wearing. I'm giving you everything you need to know, no binge watching required. Hey y'all, I'm here today with Stephanie Toyolo. She is no stranger to sports as a former five-year Atlanta Hawks NBA dancer, as well as an MLB and NHL cheerleader. She's now married in the NFL to a player for the Detroit Lions, and they're in their sixth year in the league. So in the meantime, she currently stays busy pursuing her dreams of the entertainment industry and while she is also supporting her husband as he lives out his dreams. So hi, Stephanie. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm super impressed that you said my last name properly. <laughs> um, I definitely had to Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to look this up to make sure I did so. Yes, you did. Perfect. I'm impressed. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? I know that that's kind of like listing off your resume. So let's hear it straight from the source. It's always so hard. You, you did a really good job already. I will say my, it feels like six years. I was corrected by my husband. He's like, babe, we've only been in the league five years. So (laughs) we're in our fifth year. It feels like year 10. So either way, But um, yeah, I had moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where I'd met my husband um, nine years prior to meeting him, where I was in pursuit of my own entertainment dreams. I've been singing and acting in theater since I was really little. Mm -hmm. And I landed my first music contract at the age of 21 and just really went gung-ho on that experience and did what I feel like everything I could to try to make it and to be blunt, my experience in that industry <clears throat> is it doesn't matter how talented you are or how many gifts you have. If you have morals, <laughs> you're not going to make it. <laughs> right. Blank. Um, there's, it's, it's a lot of politics and um, it was a really difficult, it was a really difficult thing to try to uh, conquer, but nonetheless, I'm still pursuing those dreams and just in different routes these days. Yeah. So how has that kind of transitioned for you? Like what is kind of the thing that you love doing right now? Well, right now being in Detroit, Michigan, which is extremely opposite of Atlanta, Georgia, I was really scared to move here. I, um, it was interesting because, you know, my husband got a call out of the blue after we had just signed a another three years with Atlanta on our wedding day, actually. No way. Literally on the day he signed a marriage license (laughs) and a football contract. So like life, you know, in that moment couldn't get any better. Right. Right. A year into playing with Atlanta, they made some hard decisions and we were one of them to get released. And I was selfish. I was like, well, what am I going to do in Detroit? You know, I know that I signed up to be an amazing wife and supporter, but at the same time he married someone who's very independent And so I got to Detroit fast forward and I was like, 
there's no entertainment here. Like mm-hmm. I can sing in my living room all day long and annoy my neighbors, but <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, and after trying to do some research and looking into things, I realized there's just really not anything for me. But with that being said, I had started a journey in Atlanta in pursuit of starting my first business, which was a clothing line called Good Sport. And it's a game day apparel line, um, more of a fashion forward game day apparel line. Love that. And so since I've been in Detroit, it's made me really focus on that. Now I'm three weeks out from the launch. So that's so exciting. Yeah, kind of, it is. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So like you mentioned, you've been in the league for five years, feels like six. So <laughs> how has that been for you in terms of your role in that as a wife? Because I know there's all these shows now centered around WAGs, right? And so that kind of has brought that into just the societal conversation, which can also lead to a negative connotation of it. So what has been your experience with that? Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate that you're going to get more of the negative side of things before you get the positive. Mm -hmm. I think you get the positive once you invest and maybe get to know one of these women inside the league or any professional sports industry. Um, yeah, I, I hate the term role. I think it's, I think it's so interesting that a woman can be married to someone in the sports world and they are entitled to having a role. I actually just read a comment on Instagram the other day, like, cause we lost a game mm-hmm. and they had said to one of my friends, stay in your role, like Ooh. keep your surroundings. Don't be posting. Cause we had a great girls weekend. And someone's like, don't post. <gasps> because we lost the game. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're trying to just live life. It's not about football all the time. So it's been hard to adjust to what fans think you should be because fans are, can be ignorant sometimes not realizing that these men are human, that they have lives outside of football, Mm -hmm. but it's also knowing that you do actually kind of have when it's football season, be that strong wife, be that supportive wife or girlfriend or fiance, whatever you may be, because any distractions is a distraction to your significant other. Right. So there's such a balance there. And it took me every single year I grow in that. But I mean, if people say they don't have their struggles, then they're lying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do think it's interesting because So my background is in the fashion industry and yes, I used to be an assistant buyer for Neiman Marcus and people used to always be like, oh, that must be such a glamorous job. So I always (laughs) think that sometimes the jobs that seem the most glamorous are the kind of the tougher ones behind the scenes and not that that's equivalent to being in the NFL. But I do think, you know, it is an industry that gets really highlighted and glamorized, but the behind the scenes really are pretty grueling sometimes. I mean, it's, it's tricky. I just, <laughs> I just had a weekend in Chicago. And if you look at the image that we put out, mm-hmm. it was um, eight or nine of us. And we did take our friend's um, private jet <laughs> to <laughs> Chicago. And it does. I, it's very tricky. I was just telling my husband, I was like, I never said thank you so much in my head. I felt so blessed and so lucky to be in that position but that is not every day, girlfriend, like that is few and far between. Right. And that is one in a million in this league. Like me and my husband, we really count our dollars because we know one day we're not going to be in this profession and that type of money is not going to be rolling in. And for the most part, everyone that I know that I'm surrounded by, that's how they live. 
-hmm. very humble lifestyles. Um, they're not shopping every day. They also, the women I know have incredible jobs. They're nurses, they're lawyers, they're dentists. Like these women are the backbone to these men for reasons. Right. Um, so it's not, there are glamorous moments, like anything in life, right? There's glamorous moments, but it is, it's actually way more less glamorous than people think. And then you add the stress of the person you love out there on the field can get hurt at any time. Mm -hmm. They get hurt at practice, career ending injuries instantly. So you're more stressed than you are glammed up. I tell you that. (laughs) What keeps you grounded? Definitely the people you surround yourself with keeps you grounded. Mm -hmm. The people, your, your family should be able to be there and keep you grounded. I know for me, my, my faith in God keeps me really grounded. If there's any moment that I step out of line, um, cause I'm human and I, and I do, mm-hmm. it's easy to get caught up. I, he humbles me real quick and I'm, yeah, I'm blessed to have a husband who keeps me even more grounded. Like he's like, check yourself girl <laughs> <laughs> really quick. So I appreciate that. I, yeah, I absolutely love that. So what is something that you wish more people knew about, you know, the reality of this life? I, there's so many things that I wish I could just, you know, stand on a pedestal and everybody that follows the sports world would hear me and take it into their soul. And I, I could do that to I'm blue in the face and I feel like it would never change. But something for me is knowing that it just goes back to these guys are humans and they're not robots and they're not the games that you play on your computer or TV. They're not going to have a perfect play every game. And what's really painful to watch when your, your significant other does have a hard game or a bad game, whether they win or lose people give them death threats. And that's really hard. That's really hard to read. I I know it's just a bunch of trolls out there, but Mm -hmm it doesn't not affect you as much as it doesn't affect my husband. It affects me. Right. And then the, then you add on every single day, um, whether he's going to work or going to a game, I, I just pray every day. Like this isn't going to be a day where I get a phone call and it's an injury or that he's going to be lying on the field. And it's hard to watch these men because every game someone gets hurt every right. single game. It's un- undeniable. And then you still have the fans that are hooting and hollering and like, it's weird that we're in a time where like you can have someone laying on their back and not moving and you're seeing that and a fan is yelling, you know, go X, Y, and Z, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. They just don't get the respect um, that they feel like they used to and they just don't anymore. And that's, that's really hard. Why do you think that shift has happened? Um, I don't know, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I believe, I believe when you, are paying anyone a certain amount of money mm-hmm. that isn't the norm to a lot of people. They have these unrealistic, crazy high expectations right. of these humans. And they think that they're like invisible, like that they can't get hurt. They shouldn't get hurt. They shouldn't have a bad game because they're getting paid a certain amount of money. And with all due respect, yes, get out there and do your job and do it to the fullest. And if you don't, you'll get fired. Like it's black and white. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect because they're not God and no one on this earth is. So I don't know if the money plays a factor. Like that's just one thought that comes to Mm -hmm. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that totally would make sense. I also want to know from you, do you feel like 
that this should be something that is talked about more, like really making sure that people and fans remember that they are humans instead of, you know, something entertaining to watch on TV. Do you think that that is something to be more outspoken about or Mm -hmm. is it always going to be a second thought? I would hope that it would be more spoken about, but I think it starts from the top of the pyramid to come down. We're only like being the significant others. We only are heard so much Mm because at the same time, the minute I go, I've tried and a lot of friends of mine and people who I follow because of that social media outlet, um, the positive side of it, that you can voice your opinion. I've seen that transition happen where the women are starting to talk a little bit more. Um, and, and all, very polite manners and ways. But what happens is you still have the fans or whoever it is that wants to come back and say something about the money or this life must be so hard. Like, yeah, right. Like they're just really condescending about it and they don't really let you have any down moments. So it's bittersweet. The minute I want to put something out there and talk about something, it gets taken away or overshadowed by someone's comments or I don't know. I don't know how to win in that area, but I wish it would be talked about a little bit more. I'm not sure that it will though. Right. And like you said, you know, it just depends where the attention is really going and where the messaging is coming from and who's, you know, because again, I guess it's knowing the audience and fans mm-hmm. are really so focused. And now even with fantasy football, oh my gosh. Um, you know, that even changes it even more where they're not even really watching the game necessarily. They're literally just looking at their stats to like I'm, win we've their been, league, right? Yes. Like we've been walking my, I don't say, I don't think a lot of football players get noticed. My husband happens to be six, eight. He's ginormous. Um, and he's Polynesian. So he's unique he gets noticed. Um, he, he gets, gets noticed. And I remember someone being like, you lost you like, like screaming at him. Like you, you lost my effing fantasy. He's like, what? (laughs) Like what? Like, it's just, it's, it's insane. This, the things that these guys get yelled at or attacked for. And yeah, they just forget like, hello, like I'm, I'm a human being. Right. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. So those are kind of the hardships that you face, but of course this comes with a lot of blessings as well, as you mentioned. Uh So what are some of those really amazing moments that you're just so grateful right now? I, the first one that kind of comes to mind just recently, there's been, there's been a ton. Um, Very, very blessed. Recently we got to take on a family in need for this coming up holiday and you, you know, you pick out of these stories. So basically the giving back, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is such a huge blessing and something my husband and I thrive to do and thank God every day that we get to do. We know that we are, we feel like we're truly put in this position to be able to give back. And, um, just knowing that you're, you're able to change lives, whether it's for the moment or for the long term, is huge. Like that's, I mean, that's way more rewarding (laughs) than winning a game to me. Someone out there is probably like, shut up. No, I want my team to win. But to me, the world is all about giving back. And um, that's been our biggest blessing. And just being able to, whether it's help our families and just keep a roof over our head and know like, okay, we're all, we're going to have food on the table. My husband nor I come from that. We both come from really humble beginnings. And so maybe we just look at it 
as a blessing even more than some realize, but a warm bed, like we're so grateful that we don't have to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you kind of like take a step back and see like the bigger picture, the long-term impact that this experience right now really is creating for yourself. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. I feel like you have to, otherwise you'll just get caught up. And at the end of the day, they say the NFL stands for not for long. Mm. And even if you have a blessed year of playing 10 years in the league, most of the minimal usually is about three. Um, it's still not for long. 10 years in a lifetime span is nothing. So what are we going to do today while we're still blessed to be here? What are we going to do for God? What are we going to give back to the community we're in and for the people around us? That should be the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Love that so much. So for anyone who uh, is listening right now, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you and you know, follow you on this journey? Yeah. I mean, I, I try to put as much out on social media as I can. I'm like, I joke around, I'm like I'm 50% private and the other 50% I'm pretty an open book. Um, <laughs> try to find that balance, but yeah. you definitely can come to um, the Instagram at Steph, S-T-E-P-H underscore Toy Lolo, T-O-I-L-O-L-O. And um, I put a lot out there. I, I talk, I do. I, I love my husband so much. I'm just so impressed and humbled by him. I talk a lot about him. Um, but I also have a life. I talk about that some too. Yeah. <laughs> and our um, launch like, coming up. Yeah. Yeah. My launch is coming up. I've been promoting that. And that is at Good Sport Apparel. Um, just got this little Instagram handle and I'll be posting a lot of fashion forward game day pieces there, you know? Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So on that note, what is your favorite game day attire? What do you love to wear for game Ooh. day? I, I'm, I love, I love fashion so much. Monica. I'm sure you can relate to that. <laughs> yes. since you know, that's your history, yes. uh, but I love a subtle approach to who I'm representing. Um, every now and then on the holidays or maybe Super Bowl, let's bling it out. Let's go for it. But in between I, I'm more of a minimalist, like maybe just a really cute, simple tea with a tiny number. If it's, you know, five, six, seven, eight, like just a tiny emblem on it. Mm-hmm. Um, paired with, you know, just a really nice pair of jeans and some comfy boots and call it a day where you're still like sporty chic. Yeah. That's what I like to go for. Mm-hmm. I love that because I have friends who always ask me before we go to a game and they're like, no idea what to wear because I don't want to be like frumpy in like a t-shirt. I want to look cute, yeah. but like also don't want to look super extra. going yeah. to a game. And you know what it is? Like, I think women, like what inspired me is I always like to be different. I've been like mm-hmm. that since when I was gone. Like I like to be just a little bit different. And so when I was doing that for game days, I realized like women in game days, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, like they kind of stick to what they've always known. And it's a Jersey. Right. And like lately it's been like a jean jacket. Well, yep. Girlfriend, like there's a, <laughs> let's think outside the box here. Like <laughs> let's push the envelope a little bit. Yeah. Have fun with it. Event, exactly. Just because it's a sporting event doesn't mean you can't still be stylish and comfortable. Absolutely. And I also, the other thing that I like about this is, you know, for the girl who is more fashion oriented and maybe isn't, doesn't really have a team that she necessarily cheers for, but like people end up going to games regardless of being like the number one fan of the team or anything. And that's kind of a way to kind of start to integrate yourself into the sports world is just having fun with your, your game day outfits. I think you nailed it on the head. And that's, I chose a specific color palette. It's 
literally there's no blues, there's no reds, there's no greens or yellows. It's black and white and a neutral color. So that way when you go to new teams or like you said, if you're just a fan, you can wear that same shirt to whether it's a football game or NBA game or a soccer game. It doesn't matter. Or to your your son's soccer game. Like this doesn't yeah. have to be a WAGS related thing. And I don't want it to be, I want it to be universal for sure. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That's so cool. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're helping me up girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about this. That is so smart to keep it like black, white and neutral. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited oh, to get this out been my pleasure, Monica. I'm, I'm really grateful for your interest and I hope that more people are um, more boisterous about what really goes on behind the scenes. 